Hello and welcome to the Becoming Your Highest Self podcast. I'm your host, Macy Renee, and we are going on a journey together, my friend. If you've been looking for a podcast geared towards your growth, self-awareness, navigating your brain's daily mind drama, and deep inner work to become your highest and best self, you are in the perfect place. Let's get started. Good morning, my podcast friends of Becoming Your Highest Self podcast. I hope that you're doing amazing today. As always, we're now going to start the podcast with reading a review from the listeners. And RR Alanese 18, which I know exactly who this client is, and I am just now thinking like, uh, I probably pronounced her last name wrong. She's probably cracking up. Um, but the title of this review left on iTunes is Great Life Coach and Mentor. I found Macy through iHeartRadio and started listening to her. As time went on, I sought her out through social media and attended a free week course and was hooked. I'm excited on the future growth of myself and feel she speaks directly to me about certain situations. Great accountability coach. Thank you so much, Rosemary. I know that it's you, and I'm sorry if I pronounced your last name wrong. I probably have been this entire time. Um, Rosemary is one of my dear clients. She is in Becoming Her. She has done a lot of my other programs as well, and she's just incredible. And I thank you so much for leaving this review a little while back. Okay, you guys, so updates. I want to give you updates. I typically record all of my podcasts maybe the day before um, it launches. And you guys know a new episode comes out every Monday unless there's some weird wonky reason why there's not. Um, And so with that being said, right now you're listening to an episode that was recorded way ahead of time. And the next few episodes will be that way because my life is cray cray right now. And I am talking, there's a lot happening (laughs) and a lot that I cannot yet talk about or share, but there's a lot happening. And I promise that whenever I can fill you in, I absolutely will. But I will tell you that we will also be out of town in the coming weeks um, by the time you hear one of these episodes. And we will be in Napa, California celebrating my very first life coach, her wedding, because it finally gets to happen. Yay! Um, COVID canceled it last year. And so it's super exciting. And there's just a lot going on. So I wanted to make sure that you all had content and that I wasn't too tired to show up, you know, too exhausted from jet lag to make sure that you all were going to be able to have some consistency. So I'm recording ahead of time. With that being said, I'm looking at my calendar and you all, as of listening to this episode, you'll be listening to it on the 17th, Sacral my six-week course for embodying your feminine energy. Ladies, if you have been having a hard time stepping into your feminine energy, this is not wearing tutus, wearing pink, you know, (laughs) it's not maybe what you think of when you think of feminine energy. It's really about your ability to be nurtured, to enjoy intimacy, to have a very strong, balanced relationship with your partner, significant other, your husband, whoever it is, okay? Very, very big work, the sacral chakra, your ability to be vulnerable, to allow others to help take care of you, to, you know, 
not feel like you have to be the person carrying all the weight of getting things done, taking care of the kids, holding the house to hold together. I know that that is a natural pattern that a lot of women fall into, but it is a very masculine energy to fall into. And so if you've ever felt any kind of tension in your relationship, like I need more help and you're not helping me, or when you do help me, it's like not the way that I would do it. And so you're getting into arguments with them, or you just feel like you're drowning and your rope is very, very short and you're not having the patience that you want to have with your kids and you're exhausted and you're like self-care what's self-care I never get self-care if any of that feels true for you and you're shaking your head yes 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 is she in my head then make sure you check out sacral on macyrenee.com because it's still going to be open by the time you hear this it's six weeks and it's six weeks that can very well change your life it's three coaching calls one-on-one with me three group calls so that you get to know other women who it will help you because you'll realize I am not alone. Honey, I am not alone. Let me just tell you that working with all my clients, it's so nice to have a group just because you learn that you're really not the only person thinking the things that you're thinking. And there are worksheets to go along with this. So if any of that hits home, check it out. You will love it. I promise. Okay. So let's dive into today's topic, which is going to be about trauma and grief and how these show up together and how to get through them. If you have experienced any kind of trauma in your life, you know that it is very hard to part with it, okay? And the thing about trauma is it's different for every single person. It's subjective to every single person. What is traumatic to you may not be traumatic to me. And what is traumatic to me may not be what is traumatic to you. And the way that we grieve our trauma can be completely different from one another. And this is why the work that I do in the world and as a coach is so important because I constantly help people become responsible for themselves and learn how to hold space for a world that needs a lot of healing and grace and love. But we cannot give that to everybody else if we haven't healed our own trauma and grief first. So I want to share with you this very important topic and I would encourage you that if you have anybody you think of while you're listening to this, if you know people who have gone through trauma or are grieving something in their life, that you pass this podcast along to them so that they may get whatever it is they need from this message. So Grief is unprocessed pain. That is what grief is. Unprocessed pain. If you are grieving the loss of someone, if you're grieving an experience you've never had, if you're grieving something that feels extremely painful to think about, it is unprocessed pain. And trauma is when we leave a part of ourselves in the past. So we have an event that happens, a situation, an experience, and in that moment, it's like taking a Polaroid picture, you know, how you take the, take a Polaroid, why why can't I say that, Polaroid picture, and it's like leaving that remnant of yourself in the past, just like the way that a photo takes a photo of a moment, trauma is very much the same way. So you leave a piece of yourself 
in that situation in the past. It imprints you. It it marks you in some way. It becomes a long-term memory. Trauma is really about when your body has a visceral reaction, meaning that you feel such strong emotion, fear, anger, sadness, like name the negative emotion. It's so intense that your body essentially takes a snapshot and it comes with you in your pocket, just like a Polaroid picture, okay? So with that being said, I want to talk about how you work with these two things, okay? It's going to be very important because the thing about trauma is that whenever we don't face it, when we don't process it, and typically we don't want to because it's so painful to relive it. Think of like a super traumatic memory or super traumatic emotion or experience and someone takes a picture of you in your worst moment and then they want to open the box of pictures and have you look through it. The last thing that you want is to go through the photos that remind you of the the worst moment ever. You don't want to do it. It was traumatic to you. Like For your body, it sent signals of this is not okay and I don't like this. I don't want to remember this. So the fact that I have a photo of it, I don't want to see the photo. I don't want to look at it. But what we don't experience or what we don't realize is that whenever we do not work through our trauma, we take and traumas, we take all of those photos as if they're in like a little baggie or pouch with us. We take it into our present situations. And this is where we unintentionally hurt people, not because we're, you know, wanting to, but because when we take our past experiences into a present moment, we often drag people along without realizing it. And this is what creates cycles of trauma. So just to give a quick example, there are some clients I have where they will say, You know, I was raised in a home where my parents screamed and yelled and that was how they communicated and that's how they punished and it was super traumatic for me. But now the way that I handle my anger and my, you know, expression with my own family is to scream and yell because that's what was taught. That's what was normal. So even though it was traumatic, it's familiar and that's what I do. And sometimes they're okay with it and sometimes they're really not. They're like, I wish that I was more calm and cool and collected. But then there are other clients of mine that will say the same thing. I was raised in a traumatic household where I was constantly yelled at and screamed at and everything that I did was wrong. And now I'm very gentle with my kids and maybe sometimes too gentle to where they don't take me seriously. And so this is sometimes what happens whenever we're coming from past trauma is we either continue the cycle and carry it on because it feels natural and normal or we are very very cautious about breaking the cycle and sometimes to such an extreme that we can't really find a good and healthy balance or if we end up with a significant other or partner that's super different than us because of their trauma then it creates some tension sometimes in maybe the way that we parent or the way that we show up or the way that we communicate with our friends or our family etc etc okay so I want to tell you why grief is so important grief is the piece of us 
that allows to get the part we lost in trauma, the part that we left behind in, in trauma, grief is what allows us to get that part back. It's an invitation for us to integrate. And when I say integrate, I mean really become one with ourselves again. Because if you think of trauma as, let's not use the picture example, but let's say you experience something extremely hard and it takes a chunk out of your body. So like literally you have holes in your body of all the things that were traumatic for you. Completely subjective to you, okay? Some people can get in a car accident and literally get into a car hours later and drive on the highway again as if nothing happened because they've got work to do or they have somewhere to be or they have to pick up their kids. Other people could experience a car accident and never drive again. I know people who have done both. And it's, you know, trauma is so subjective to the person and how they felt in their body and what they experienced in their mind, the emotions that they had, and how it really changes or alters them. And so if you imagine trauma as poking holes through us, right, where you can see right through us, integrating our trauma is bringing that piece that was missing back to make us whole. And so with grief being unprocessed pain, it's important to befriend grief. And it's important to know that grief is okay to experience. In fact, it's absolutely necessary in order to get through a lot of the traumas that we are carrying with us, okay, and bringing into our future or um, the present moment. And so that's what happens. We bring the past into the present moment and then it's really hard for us to be present because if we have things that have gone wrong in the past what's the first thing that we do we try to avoid it in our future or in the present moment and this is also what creates a lot of anxiety so if you've had a bad experience in the past and you haven't healed it your anxiety revs up to tell you we don't want that to happen again we never want to experience that again that felt so so scary that felt so bad that felt you know extremely excruciating we don't want to do that again please don't let that happen again and as you're having these thoughts of you know not wanting to experience it again because you haven't healed the trauma you live in a body full of anxiety anticipating that it's going to happen again and then that's where your energy goes as well So grief and experiencing grief of the things that you've been through in the past is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. In fact, it's absolutely necessary. You have to ask yourself, what is it that I'm grieving? Am I grieving something I had that I feel like I've lost? Am I grieving a person? Am I grieving an experience? Am I grieving a thing? It's never bad to allow yourself to really feel through those emotions. And if you are feeling like that's going to bring up a lot that you will not know how to navigate in a healthy way because mental health is so important. That can be something that you work through with a counselor, a psychologist, a psychiatrist under the guidance of someone, okay? If you feel like you just want to explore those things and you feel in a good mental state, then that is whenever you may hire a coach for a different perspective, for seeing things in a different light for being ready to take some more responsibility, right, of how you can kind of navigate and shift through it. 
Um, those are some of the bigger differences between coaching and therapy is that therapy, when you're rehashing a lot of the past, if you feel like it's going to bring up things that are not going to keep you in a mentally sound place, it could be really good to have a professional to kind of navigate through it with you and, and hear you out, especially if you're just wanting to be heard. But if you're really ready to understand maybe why exactly everything's happening and what was going on in your brain and your mind and how it's showing up in the now and actually how to shift it and change out of it, then that's sometimes where coaching can be super beneficial. So you just kind of have to ask yourself where you're at. And then you can ask yourself as well, what would I need to do to honor the grief? So how can you honor the grief? So actually today I was putting together a box for the Goodwill and it's been almost two years in in July. It'll be two years since my great-grandma, my Oma, passed away who was my absolute best friend and losing her has been one of the hardest experiences of my life and sometimes I find that I don't even want to reminisce on the memories of her not because I don't love her so deeply but because my body anticipates feeling bad and remember that when our body anticipates feeling um a negative emotion or feeling a way that we did in the past that wasn't good or it 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 remembers any kind of trauma it really pumps the brakes and so you have to ask yourself how can I just honor the grief how can I hold space for myself So today as I was putting together a Goodwill box, um, I was going through some of the stuff that I had grabbed from my Oma's closet, which were a lot of her shoes. And in fact, a lot of them didn't even fit me. I made them fit like Cinderella (laughs) or all all the girls that wanted to be Cinderella. I was like shoving my foot into her tiny little shoes um, because I I just couldn't part with them. I didn't want to let them go. I didn't. I felt like letting them go even two years ago when she first passed away was like admitting that she wasn't here anymore and it was just just this really weird thing and so today when I was going through the closet again to make this donation I really had to allow myself to fully experience the grief of taking the shoes that do not fit my feet and putting them into a box for someone else that maybe you know, that we'll never know her story, we'll never know who she is, we'll never appreciate them the way that I've appreciated them, and I kept a few pairs because I just could not part with them, the ones that I can remember her verbatim, like, putting on her feet, but, you know, I had to allow myself to honor my grief and my process and the time that it took, and I was frustrated with myself at times because I felt like I should be able to just throw it all away. I should be able to just get rid of it and not have any emotions. But, you know, when I lost my Oma, that was very traumatic for me. And it was like, you know, um, a moment in time being frozen or like a hole being, you know, punched out of my body. And, you know, being left in even into the news of losing her and I haven't wanted to grab that piece back all the time and integrate it to my body because I haven't wanted to admit that that's real life that I have to figure out how to go through the rest of my life without her here and so sometimes it's it's like if I just pretend that that never happened then maybe I can trick my brain into thinking that she's still just a a drive away and I just haven't visited her in a while you know so that it's it's just kind of crazy how all of us can experience trauma and grief so very differently 
and the things that we need to honor for ourselves in order to fix it and heal it. And I'll tell you how the trauma of losing my grandma two years ago showed up even in my day to day. So my my husband and I got married July 3rd of 2018 and my Oma, who's my best friend, passed away on July 3rd, 2019, exactly a year from the day that we got married. And I could not celebrate our one-year anniversary. It was incredibly difficult for me. I couldn't even look at my husband, not because he did anything wrong, but because when I would look at him, all I could remember was this wedding day and my oh my being able to be there and thinking the world hates me and the universe hates me and why would this happen on our wedding day? And I just had a really hard time coming to terms with it. And it took me a lot of allowing myself to grieve and allowing myself to cry and a lot of, you know, self-coaching, honestly, to get to a place where I was able to even see a different perspective. Like on the day we celebrated our love and union, my Oma got to return home to her husband, you know, my Opa who had passed away just um, two years before her. And so that helped me kind of heal that piece. But even the following year, so 2020, I still couldn't quite celebrate our anniversary. Like I know that, and I think my husband had a hard time even telling me happy anniversary because both of us were carrying the weight of such a huge loss. And this year I want to be very intentional about allowing myself to grieve in any moment that I need to grieve just like I have been for even the last um, two years more intentionally or almost two years and to be able to really um, fully experience and be present with my husband on our wedding anniversary and not feel like I have left a piece of myself in the past and that's that's really a big piece of feeling into the grief and feeling into the trauma and holding space for your process So another question you can say is, is there anything I've left unsaid? Is there anything that I've left unexpressed? Um, You know, what things can I own in this or what things do I not need to own in my trauma? Where am I finding myself feeling resistance? You know, what can I witness within myself? What can I welcome in order to process all of this? And that's been a huge piece of my healing process For my Oma is just allowing myself to feel all the emotions when they come up and really even recognizing when I feel emotions coming up and I have this immediate um, reaction to shove it all back down because I don't want to cry or I don't want to feel it or I don't want to admit that, you know, if I cry, it makes it real that she's gone. But by not processing it, I keep bringing it into the present moment, especially around July 3rd when it's our wedding anniversary, you know, so that first, the year that she passed away that day, I mean, I could not even utter the words happy anniversary or celebrate it in any way. The year after that, which was last year, it was a little bit easier, but I think this year, especially like I will actually be able to celebrate and not feel the exact same tug that I felt, um, two years ago when that happened. And so we have to we have to really be 
mindful of what things we're carrying from our past. And that's just a little example. That's an example of loss. But I've also carried on traumas from my childhood that sometimes I see showing up even in my patients with children, right? Um, I have, you know, a niece and um, my best friend's daughter. And sometimes whenever they ask to play, I have found myself feeling frustrated that they're not playing on their own. And when I'm very mindful of why, why do I feel this emotion coming up when they're simply asking to play, I've been able to recognize that It's because of my trauma of the times where I wanted someone to play with me and I didn't have that because that wasn't available to me as as often as I wanted it to be. And without being aware of that, it has traveled with me into my adulthood and shows up in my um, almost... uh, inability to be flexible or present you know whenever whenever a kiddo is like play with me right now or not you know like my brain immediately goes to why can't you play by yourself because I was raised like an only child that oftentimes had to play by myself because of my entire like my whole story so we will bring things with us from our past into our future that doesn't always serve us or our family or our friends or our relationship or our children when we haven't made peace with the trauma and the grief. So again, remember, trauma is a piece where we leave a part of ourselves in the past and grief is unprocessed pain. So what do you need to process? And how can you integrate the peace that you left behind in that trauma? And again, if you feel like it's going to take you into a... um, a dark place, then I highly encourage that you do that with someone who is a licensed professional, like a counselor, a therapist, you know, a a psychiatrist. And if, but if you feel like, you know, I have carried this with me, I see it showing up in my life. I'm ready to let it go. I'm ready to make peace with it. I just don't quite know the steps but I am ready to heal it and move on and understand why I've even done this in the first place and you feel like you're in a pretty good place, that is a wonderful time to work through it through coaching. Um, And it's a big piece of the work that I do with my clients is helping them understand a lot of their stuff so that they can truly move forward and make peace with it and create lasting change. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode and um, I will see you guys again next Monday. Bye.